If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, Recovery Centers of America can help. RCA's local inpatient and outpatient programs are founded on science and delivered with heart from an expert caring team who will inspire and guide you every step of the way. Call 1-800-941-2358 to speak with a treatment advisor. At RCA, you'll be in a community that builds connections and fosters support from peers and RCA's team of medical professionals. At RCA's state-of-the-art campuses, they tailor your treatment to you and also offer specialized programs for patients with history of trauma or relapse, for young adults, for adults 50-plus, for LGBTQ patients who wish to seek treatment without worry of stigmas, a confidential program for first responders and military military, and a faith-based program. Recovery Centers of America accepts patients 24-7 and is in network with most insurance providers. Don't wait. Call 1-800-941-2358. 800-941-2358. Hello, we are not available now. Please leave your name and phone number after the beep. We will return your call. Hey, huge fan. Been following for a while. Just have a quick question. By any chance, are you former Ravens Super Bowl MVP Joe Flacco? For the 44th time, I'm not Joe Flacco. This is not Joe Flacco, the podcast. Uh, No podcast for the last two days. I couldn't come up, I, I couldn't figure out a way to talk about everything that was going on. And have it not be something that I felt foolish talking about. Um, you know, it's, it's like we're, we're, if you, if you're coming to this at not live, like if you're not listening to this, this week, um, we are, uh, this will be Thursday. Um, kind of the week of, I think we're on day eight of the pro the George Floyd protests and, um, and Drew Brees, has stepped in some shit. Uh, and so I go into that, but it took Drew Brees stepping in some shit for me to actually uh, figure out a way to talk. Like, cause I wanted to talk about the Vic Fangio thing and I didn't have much there. And I was just so pissed off about um, them using the military on the protesters in DC that like, I, it wasn't, you know, I just, I wasn't going to be able to talk football. And this isn't, this the next podcast, it's, listen, I'm I'm a liberal, I'm a progressive, whatever you want to call it. Um, I obviously, you know, will, will have no problem saying that Black Lives Matter. Um, and so, you know, everything that I'm talking about with Breeze in there, I'm not savaging Breeze. Uh, he 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 just tried to stay too middle of the road, and he didn't pick a side. And I don't think you can be middle of the road right now. And I think that's the problem. And because the the backlash for being middle of the road is just as big as the backlash for being on the quote unquote wrong side, whichever side that is, right? For you listening, whichever side is the wrong side. The backlash is, is significant, but it's quick. And it's, it's, it's like, okay, that guy's over there. I'm here. And breeze tried to fucking walk the line and fell. 
and stepped in some shit. Um, and basically, like I said, I, I think I'd say this it seems like you pissed off 50, 60, 70% of the league and maybe, you know, 90% of the NBA. Um, so anyway, I dive into it. I, I go a little deeper into the comments and, um, uh, talk about, you know, I talk about why I stand for the flag. I talk about why, about his reason for standing the flag, why I think it's a mistake from a, an argument standpoint to bring the military into this because, you know, it's like you've got, when, when you bring in, it's like, oh, I stand for the, for the fallen soldiers. It's like, okay, but what about the soldiers and all the, well, I thought I, I stand for all the people that are, that fought for this country. Okay, great. So what if they think that the kneeling's okay? Now, what do you do? So that's why I think bringing up the military and is is such a, a weak part of this is because you're assuming that the the military is this monolith and that the nobody in the military would say that Black Lives Matter and you know if you look on Twitter for you know hashtag Veterans for Kaepernick it's thousands upon thousands of people using the hashtag. And white, black, and and everything in between, saying no, this this is what I fought for. And Breeze brought up, you know, his grandfather's in the military, and it's like, okay, well, you know, and then then you've got all the people. You got like Wendell Pierce, who's who um, who's a New Orleans resident. He was on The Wire, great actor, but he's like and black. He's like my grandfather's fought in the war, but when they came back, they couldn't get a meal at a diner. So that's why we kneel because black lives haven't always mattered. Um, anyway, I would love to talk fucking stupid shit. I would love to talk, you know, ranking, you know, rookie quarterbacks and everything else. But, um, you know, as I was explaining to somebody else, uh, as I was explaining to somebody in, in the comment section, you know, it's like, listen, I don't, I don't go to Twitter for and pull memes off of Twitter. Everything that I put out, is because that's what I'm thinking about. And, you know, this is the stuff I'm thinking about right now. If you want to skip this episode, fine. If not, I'm, 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 I'm pleased either way. But, um, you know, this is light. It's light on football. It's, and we just, basically I spent 30 minutes just talking about the Drew Brees statement and kind of the, the ramifications of, of all that. Um, not a fun one. Um, but, you know, um, but I think it was at least, it helped me work through some of the things about this. Because I didn't, you know, even in my memes, I didn't savage Breeze. You know, it's like, I'm not calling him a racist. I'm not calling him, you know, I, um, you know, I said the, the internet came for him. That was, that was, that was the, it was Breeze versus the internet on two of them. And then it was Breeze versus teammates on the third one. Um so, you know, it's like, I'm not, I, 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 I see how he made the mistake. I get how he made the mistake. We probably shouldn't be asking our fucking, our football players for political statements unless they, they want to offer them. But, um, that's the celebrity world we live in. So anyways, uh, thanks for listening and let's get to the pod.
So to a lot of Saints fans right now, I it probably feels like Mr. Rogers just fucked your dog and you don't quite know how to feel about it because you've got Mr. Rogers here who gives to charity and children's hospitals and everything else. But then you've got your dog who is your best friend. And Mr. Rogers is going to pound town on your dog. And what do you do with that? So I think that's that's what Saints fans are dealing with right now after Drew Brees shoved both feet in his mouth over Kaepernick and kneeling and the flag and Black Lives Matter. And so I want to go over, I, I just, I, I want to acknowledge first the Drew Brees up until now was virtually unimpeachable. I mean, part of the reason that the Drew Brees memes for me have always been so fun is because he is ostensibly and for all, by any metric, a really good guy and a really great quarterback. Not the GOAT, but a really great quarterback. And to have some fun with that is fun for me. And But this stuff is... So anyway, so I, I just want to acknowledge that like Drew Brees may be a better person than I am. Don't know. Haven't met the guy. Don't give a shit. He's fun to me. That's my entire relationship with Drew Brees. And as a amateur commenter on all things football, I got I gotta dive into this. So it's easy to grab the sound bite. And the sound bite is let me just pull it up. I will never agree with anybody disrespecting the flag of the United States of America or our country. And that is fucking catnip for a certain subset of our culture that sees a, a sees somebody standing up for not kneeling, standing up for standing up. And there's problems with that. And, you know, I get I've got a lot of comments in in the old Instagram machine on, I'll pull some of them up here on. He gave an opinion and people are intolerant. Can't even have an opinion. He's one of the best guys in the league. He doesn't deserve this. All because he has an opinion shaking my head. Didn't even say anything bad or racist. And you're right. He didn't say anything racist he said something he but it was ignorant and i think we can all agree incredibly poorly timed actually no i had somebody in my dms actually disagreeing with me that it was poorly timed because he was it was 
properly timed because he was standing up for something right. Anyways, yeah, I didn't talk to that guy for very long. The so as as I said on a couple of my and I'll just read my comment to this because somebody asked me what I thought of Drew Brees and and everything he said, and I said, well, because I hadn't heard the full interview yet, and so here's my initial reaction to the initial soundbite. So my reaction to the, I will never agree with anybody disrespecting the flag of the United States of America or our country. And my reaction to that was he's at best incredibly tone deaf. And he's at the very least failed to educate himself on a topic that his teammates and millions of other people are incredibly passionate about. It was never about the flag. It was always about police brutality, not understanding that four years later and with everything going on right now shows that he doesn't care. And that's why his teammates are upset because they probably thought he cared. So he goes on to say, so Breeze goes on to say, he goes, let me just tell you what I see or what I feel when the national anthem is played. And when I look at the flag of the United States, I envision my two grandfathers who fought for this country during World War II, one in the Army and one in the Marine Corps, both risking their lives to protect our country and to try and make our country and this world a better place. He added that standing with your hand over your heart is an equally good way of showing unity. Every time I stand with my hand over my heart, looking at that flag, and singing the national anthem, that's what I think about. And in many cases, it brings me to tears, thinking about all that has been sacrificed. Not just those in the military, but for that matter, those throughout the civil rights movements of the 60s, and everyone, and all that has been endured by so many people up until this point. And is everything right with our country right now? No, it's not. We still have a long way to go, But I think what you do by standing there and showing respect to the flag with your hand over your heart is it shows unity. It shows that we're all in this together, we can all do better, and that we are all part of the solution. End of of quote. And those are perfectly down the middle. That's a perfectly down the middle non-comment. That's that's that is a guy with a brand that is trying to please as many people in there as possible. Right. So we've got grandparents, army, marines, uh, flag, civil rights movement. Is everything okay right now? No, it's not. We still have a long way to go. Unity. And I think people's problem with this especially his teammates, is that in the middle of everything we going through, the country is going through right now, to try and be middle of the road, you might as well have said, you know, he might as well have said all lives matter. He didn't. But at this point, like three months ago, This is a non-story because George Floyd 
hasn't been killed yet. Breonna Taylor hasn't been killed yet. Ahmaud Arbery hasn't been killed yet. Murdered. Should have said murdered for all three of those. And this is a blip. A couple of his teammates call him out. He sits down with them. Everything's fine. Everybody moves the fuck on. The meme pages have a good day. I have a good day. And when everybody moves on. But this is where he screwed up. We're in the middle of a, of several national crises right now. And, and, and as, I'm sh- as I've seen other people describe it, multiple plagues. Right, We've got the plague of systemic racism. And we've got the plague of COVID. So we're in the middle of both of those things right now. So you got people that are unemployed, pissed off, um, uh, poor, out of work. Oh, and by the way, they for black folks, um, they are looking at people that look like them getting uh, suffocated in the street by cops or um, hunted down. Uh, while going for a jog like Ahmaud Arbery or just hanging out in their house when the cops start firing rounds in and killing them like Breonna Taylor. And so going back to you can't be middle of the road right now. You've got to stake a claim. And people want to know what side of things you're on. And Drew Brees is trying to have it both ways. And that is the part that is that is the part that I think is upsetting his teammates and upsetting a lot of other people because they probably thought Drew Drew Brees, this Mr. Rogers figure, they probably thought that Drew Brees cared. And going back to my comment, he's shown he doesn't care. Or at least shown he's willing to piss off people that believe in the Black Lives Matter movement. He's at least willing to piss them off in order to not piss off the people that he thinks he needs in his corner. You know, mainstream, down the middle, you know, heartland America types, right? And that, and again, that's the thing that is probably most upsetting to, to his teammates is that, um, and, and everybody else, is that, again, you probably thought, like, okay, Drew Brees is a good guy. You know, he's, he's, uh, he's public about his, his faith and everything else. He's got to see that kneeling for the anthem to protest police brutality isn't about the troops. It isn't about his grandfather. It isn't about anybody else. It's about police brutality. And it's not intended to disrespect the flag. It's not intended to disrespect his grandfathers. It's intended to draw attention to police brutality. And for it to be four years later, and Drew Brees to still not be able to even fake that he understands that is the part that is astounding to me. 
like astounding to me. And I mean, and listen, he's probably going to fire his publicists and, and everybody else because he went in, he like, you got to imagine that this Zoom meeting that he was on, he had to have had some prep on something or seen the questions or something. And, or at least had the foresight to know that, hey, they're going to, they're going to ask about George Floyd. They're going to ask about Black Lives Matter. They're going to ask about, they could ask about Kaepernick and kneeling. All of these things are top of mind right now. And to not have a better answer prepared, again, shows a lack of caring. That maybe he thought his reputation was so far above reproach that it wasn't necessary for him to properly prepare an answer. Because even faking a better answer than this would have been it been better for him. It would have been better. It would have been better for uh, um, the the movement. It would have been better for his teammates. At least faking it would have been better. But he didn't really even care to fake it. Um, let me stop here for a second and say we probably shouldn't be getting our we probably shouldn't be asking our athletes tons of political questions all the time. But we live in a celebrity culture, and that's what happens: is that you've got ex there, ex, and 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 this happens across other fields, right? So you know, this is how we got Trump. Where this guy is a quote unquote expert businessman, right? The guy's a billionaire, so he's got to be smart enough to run the country. Turns out, he's not. Um, you know, you've got Drew Brees, who is an excellent quarterback. Well, he's got to be smart enough to answer a couple questions about systemic racism and the, the the protest movements against that. But he's not. Um, so I think I think part of the problem is us and and the media in expecting these guys to just because they're elite at one thing to be elite at other things. Tiger Woods put out, Tiger Woods basically put out the second, he said everything except the, I will never agree with anybody disrespecting the flag of the United States of America. There's plenty of folks, black, white, and other, that have put out shitty statements, especially brands. I mean, not everybody's Ben and Jerry's. Ben and Jerry's went hard. Um, but everybody's put out a very fucking boring, shitty statement. Breeze should have had one, should have had one prepared. And it's going to cost him in the court of public opinion. I mean, Saints fans are chanting at a Black Lives Matter march, fuck Drew Breeze in New Orleans. They're burning Drew Breeze jerseys in New Orleans. There is a chance Drew Breeze gets booed in New Orleans this football season while playing for the Saints. But I want to, so again, it's that he didn't care. And there were some other things. So I went back and I listened to the interview and I don't have, I listened to the full interview, not just looking at the pull quote, because basically the quotes start with, all the articles start with, I will never agree with anybody disrespecting the flag of the United States of America or our country. And then they go from there and they show everything after it. But there's stuff that happens before that, that, and again, 
it's just so bland. And, and, and then the, the next thing is to just talk for a minute about what Breeze could have said to have made this better. Um, so he starts, he, he, he talks a lot about unity in, in the, in the, in the preamble to the, to the, to the quote and after. And if we do it together and saying with the flag, it shows that we're all in this together and uh, shows uni- shows unity, shows we can do better, and we're all part of the solution. Well, that's going to ring hollow for a lot of people. And I'm sure it's going to ring hollow for a lot of black folks. Because they have been the ones shouldering this burden for decades and centuries and they've been doing it alone and so this concept of oh hey when i when i put my hand on my heart i i you know and everybody else puts their hand on their heart it shows that we're in this together and you know forgive black people but i don't th- you know i don't think they think that they're in this together that's why they're marching. That's why they're protesting. It's because they're saying we're not in this together. It's the whole point behind the Black Lives Matter. That's the whole point behind the slogan is like, no, like Black Lives Matter too. Like, and this is why the All Lives Matter is, is so offensive to that, or the Blue Lives Matter is so offensive to that, is because police lives have always mattered. A, a cop gets run over on the side of the road and they name the road after him. There's like four of them on the highway on the way north from San Diego to Orange County. And white lives have always mattered, but black lives have not black lives have not always mattered. And that is the point of the movement is to say that black lives matter too. And so this the concept that he keeps coming back to is unity and we're all in this together and we can do better and when we do it together and recognize the changes that need to take place it's all just like corporate bullshit for can i just get through this without upsetting anybody cuz everybody wants to feel warm and fuzzy about being in this together and okay yeah we're in this together but that doesn't that doesn't, again, that's this middle of the road stuff. And right now, if you're talking about this topic, you can't be middle of the road. You just can't be. And he didn't pick a, by not picking a side, he picked a side. He probably thought he wasn't picking a side. He's like, well, nobody's going to argue with the fact that I think disrespecting the flag is bad. So that's we're I'm good there. Nobody's going to argue with we can do this together and we're all part of the solution, blah blah blah. But when you're that middle of the road on something that is black and white, to, no pun intended, to so many people, right? Everybody's got an opinion on this. Drew Brees has a better opinion on this than what he just gave you. I promise you. It's one or the other. And he's either for 
Black Lives Mattering? And he didn't want to piss people off? Or he's not? Or he's for the All Lives Matter crew? And just didn't want to go that far. But he took, he was taking what he thought was the easy way out. And public figures right now, if you're going to do interviews, you're going to get asked about it and you don't get to take a middle of the road answer. And if you are going to give a middle of the road answer, it better be right down the fucking middle. Because as soon as you say that kneeling is disrespecting the flag, you're missing the point. And Richard Sherman, I can't remember if I was thinking this and then I saw Richard Sherman's thing or if Richard Sherman said it and I'm thinking it. But I'm just going to credit Richard Sherman just because he, he put it out there. But bringing up the military around a protest that had nothing to do with the military is deflecting, it is creating space, it is creating a buffer so that you don't have to have the conversation. It's a way to avoid having the difficult conversation. You don't have to have the conversation about police brutality because you can just stand there and go, well, I don't like the way they're protesting. And if you, one of the things about protests is that if you can't understand the protest or the reason for it, or if you really hate the protest, you're probably the one being protested. Now, Drew Brees has never fucking put his knee on the back of somebody's neck and strangled them. So he probably doesn't feel like he's being protested. And so that's why he's like, okay, so he's got to be protested. Like, okay, he, he wants to draw attention to police brutality. Fine, he, he understands that part. I'm, I'm sure Brees understands the intent of of Kaepernick's kneeling. But the byproduct of that is he saying that, okay, but that the protest itself is disrespecting the flag. And and folks that are on and and folks that are on the other side of that, folks that are saying like, no, the the kneeling is to draw attention to the police brutality and police brutality is more important than the and and solving police brutality and saving black lives is more important than the piece of cloth and the song are going to look at a quote like, I will never agree with anybody disrespecting the flag of the United States of our country as um, as offensive. And they probably should. Because uh, um, one of his other, one of his teammates, either Cam Jordan, I think it was Cam Jordan, said, my biggest problem was with the never. He was like, how can you say Never. Last thing I think on this. So two last things. One, um, it's their flag too. It's Kaepernick's flag too. It's Kaepernick's flag just as much as it's my flag and your flag and Breeze's flag. And the military, it's not the military flag, right? It's not, it's not dead veterans flag. And if you see dead veterans when you look at the flag and hear the song, great. That's how you interpret it. But let's go back to let's go back to Breeze's thing. Right? 
He says, every time I stand with my hand over my heart looking at that flag and singing the national anthem, that's what I think about. And in many cases, it brings tears to my eyes. Oh, hold on. Let me go backwards. He goes, let me just tell you what I see or what I feel when the national anthem is played. And when I look at the flag of the United States, I envision my two grandfathers who fought for this country during World War II, one in the Army and one in the Marine Corps, both risking their lives to protect our country and to try and make our country in this world a better place. Great. So let's just take a hypothetical here and and we'll we'll pretend we're black for a second. What do you think black people would if we're playing mad libs here? What do you think some black people would say about what they think when they see the when the national anthem is played? Let me just tell you what I see or what I feel when the national anthem is played and when I look at the flag of the United States. I envision my two grandfathers. Now, how would a black, how would a black person hypothetically finish that sentence? I envision my two grandfathers what? Right? Not being able to vote. Being, you know, having to hide from the KKK. Like what, how would they finish that sentence? Okay. Let's just say they like, like some of these folks. LeBron James' father-in-law, for instance, LeBron James went in on, on Drew Brees and he said, um, he said, Mike, my father-in-law fought. He's a veteran and I thank him for that service, but he fought for Kaepernick's right to kneel. So when you bring up the military and you say, well, my, grand, my f- grandfather's fought for this, they're great, but there's plenty of veterans that fought for everybody's right to the First Amendment, everybody's right to protest, everybody's right to free speech. And just because the the veterans that are in your life, you think they fought for one thing, doesn't mean that that's what every veteran fought for. So you can't, you, you don't bring, like it's, if that's what you see, that's what you see. But it's not what everybody sees. Me, I stand every time. Am I always, 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 you know, um, proud of the things that this country does? No. But I, I don't ha- I haven't, s- but maybe I shouldn't, right? Maybe I shouldn't stand. Because if you're standing for... If you're standing for, if you're standing and looking, if, if you're looking at the flag and you're thinking selfishly, okay, this is my thing that's going on. And this is how I'm viewing this, right? And you're unwilling to put yourself in somebody else's shoes and say, man, how are they looking at the flag? How is somebody that isn't happy with this country looking at the flag? This country has been nothing but nothing but good to me. That's that, but that's that's my privilege. I haven't had to work for that. I haven't had to work for the country to work to for the country to work to my benefit. And that's what that's the discrepancy that folks are trying to solve. And the fact that listen, I, I stand every time. I'm going to continue to stand. But I'd understand if somebody came to me and was like, "Hey, man, you shouldn't stand." I'd I could have that conversation with them and 
at least understand why they think I shouldn't stand. Right? Because the country does, you know, uh, you know between slavery, police brutality, um, foreign, you know, foreign wars, funding, um, you know, selling arms to people they shouldn't be. Like, there's tons of stuff this country does that isn't great. It's still the greatest country on the fucking planet. But... There's things it doesn't do great, and if you can bring attention to that in some small way or a big way like Kaepernick did, you know, Drew Brees isn't even having this conversation. He isn't even, he's not asked about police brutality or kneeling or anything else if Kaepernick doesn't do it. And by extension, that is a good thing. That is a victory for that movement. But the country is better because we're having this conversation. It might not feel like it right now with all the fucking riots and everything happened. But this country is better for having the conversation. So, anyways. Um, that went longer than I thought it would. Anyways, I appreciate you guys listening. Tune in tomorrow. Where I'll actually have time to get to the Capron and Pete Carroll, who also stepped in it today. But that's going to have to wait for tomorrow. Thanks, guys. If you've made it this far, I appreciate it. I hope you liked what I had to say. If you didn't like it, I hope you come back next week and hear more of the stupid shit that comes out of my mouth. Thanks for listening. Go ahead, like, subscribe, review, whatever you got to do. Help me get that podcast clout. Thanks, guys. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.